think we were serious And you haven't been hearing us You thought I became disconnected I've been walking around on the dead end You came to me and you asked for more I hope you know what you're asking for Ready or not, here I come You don't get where I'm going If you're from where I'm from You ask for someone to go Fix your town, we'll say hello To Mayor McFucking burn it all down
right. Oh, well, hi there. Happy Tuesday. It's August the 14th, 2018, and I'm Eric. Jock and Edge is always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where it occurred to me earlier today that if I had a peanut allergy and I happened to be suicidal, I could just chill myself with a bunch of Reese's peanut, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups and die from the deliciousness. Mm, that would be a fun way to go. It would be a delicious way to go. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun. That's right. Yeah, I guess I should crack myself. It wouldn't be fun. It would just be delicious. <laughs> uh, just lost my dying. You're dying words being so peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, good evening, city of Vancouver. A lovely, lovely Tuesday evening in the beautiful city filled with beautiful people. Um, nice and cool. Uh, just a great night. Someone got bear sprayed on Hastings, which made Hastings Ooh. smell really bad for, uh, a few hours. Um, I got to say, uh, this is a plague in our city. Uh, it happens uh, a lot. And there's people a lot getting of... getting bear sprayed? Yeah, people getting bear sprayed. It happens constantly, two or three a night at least. Oh, wow. Um, and this isn't pepper spray. This is like actual bear maze. And people are complaining about it. People are saying it's the worst thing. It's better than a bullet, guys. I, I guarantee you. I know it yeah. sucks, but it's better than a bullet. Yeah, it's true. Um, Take a face with some water, you eventually go away. A bullet, not so much. Uh, baby shampoo works really well. Yeah, well, it's a note here, so that makes sense. Yeah, um, but it's a plague. <laughs> it's what happens now. No, granted, I'm sorry. Uh, I've never. It's never happened to me directly, um, and all these people have never ever done anything to deserve it. They, it was just totally random every time. Oh, of course you did. Stop lying. <laughs> that's like when a gangbanger gets shot he's he was an innocent boy no he wasn't yeah no he wasn't uh, yeah none of these people have ever done anything wrong like I know you okay I volunteer at the place you come in and bitch about it I've seen you every day for the last three months I know you lift somebody off don't lie to me <laughs> I almost got maced once really it was a it, yeah it was um it, it was uh, it was quite a few years ago. I was in downtown Toronto with a bunch of bunch of my friends, and we were going drinking. And I ran into this dude um, with a mohawk, and we got talking. And um, my friends were like, "We're gonna go to the bar." I'm like, "All right, I'll meet you guys there." And in that brief moment when I said, "I'll meet you guys there," I at that brief moment I forgot where the bar was. And so being this dude just sort of uh, hung around, we shot the shit for a while and we ended up smoking a joint and we had a good time. It was a great conversation. And then I got lost and I couldn't figure out where I was supposed to go. So I uh, got to this corner and I ended up asking this random girl who was walking towards me and said, excuse me, I said, can you tell me where? And that's as far as I got out and she whipped out a can of mace, stuck in my face and yelled and screamed me, get the F away from me, get away from me, do not touch me. And it almost makes me right then and there in the fucking corner. I couldn't believe it. I use that as a comparison story because when I first moved out to BC to show the difference of people, um, I uh, went on a date one night in the city. And when I was coming back, you know, my buddy told me, when you get lost, just look for the mountains and head towards the mountains. That's where North Van is. I'm like, okay. But where I was standing, I couldn't see the mountains. I just saw buildings. And I got lost and confused. And Not I looked around. Because when you're in downtown Vancouver, uh, the direction seems sideways. What you think it's is north good. is actually west, and what you think is uh, west is actually south, and it's very annoying. Yeah, it's very, very annoying. I never did get used to that when I was out there. Because you're traveling um, north-south over the Lionsgate Bridge, but then you turn once you get to Georgia Street, you're actually going east-west. So it's, uh, it's very disorienting. Really? I had a hard time getting... Um, Getting oriented down there. Yeah, it's 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 quite frustrating for me. Um, so uh, anyway, so I was I was stuck in this corner, and there's this of course I'm at the exact same moment that I was in Toronto, and I'm like, oh god, there's one girl coming towards me. I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. So I just I said, excuse me, I said, can you help me find the C bus? And I winced and turned my head away because I was expecting this can of mace to get pulled out. And she's like, what are you looking for? I said, the C bus. She goes, oh, she goes, I literally look like half a block away from there let me walk you to it and she escorted me and walked me all the way there and it was really nice we had a great conversation she was a really nice girl and got down to see bus she goes you're right there going in those doors like thank you very much and I'm like wow 
people are so nice out here. That is very cool. Well, so I was there. Yeah, it's uh, not a pleasant thing. I've, I actually, the only time I've had it directly is I did it to myself. Because uh, I <laughs> yeah, bought I had some. to find out what it was like. <laughs> no, that's not what I wanted at all. I just, <laughs> I, I got an old canister and I didn't know if it worked. So I was sitting in my room at the Bourbon Hotel and I just wanted to see if it worked. So I just tapped it the slightest little gap and it was enough to make me leave the room. <laughs> um, but it was a, the tiniest little amount like, and, and I had to get out. So, yeah. Well, it's like a skunk spray, you know, like once, once it hits the air, that's it. It just it monopolizes the entire area. I've noticed. I, I've been, I've, I've, I got subjected to it. It wasn't directly, but I, someone uh, did insight. They just reached in the front door and did the whole room. Oh, and I happened to be there. I felt really bad because it just cleaned out my sinuses. I felt fantastic for two days. <laughs> I could breathe great. I slept really well that night. I felt bad for all the people that were crying. <laughs> Maybe you're that one guy that's like that's like immune to it. That would be fantastic. There yeah, was one. Uh, there was, was it last night or the night before? And he just came strolling in like nothing had happened. He's like, "Hey, I get buried. Can I uh, get in your bathroom?" <laughs> <laughs> Most people are screaming bloody murder. I'm like, pal, it doesn't feel better the louder you get. Like that's not, not no good comes from that. Um, but yeah, this guy you never never know it. That's funny. anyway, that's nothing. Just uh, it's happening all the time. There was two on my way all over here, and Hastings smelled really bad, and it was hard to breathe. Um, I have lost my nose. For tonight. Uh, speaking of these kids getting uh, uh, their my I had two intros for tonight planned. And so I'm going to go with number two right now, just in case I choose to use it instead. Okay. Beautiful. Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where one of the things that makes me better than you is that I never point out any of the things that make me better than you. <laughs> That's a contradiction. <laughs> I, you are now in a retail situation. You must have annoying coworkers. I don't understand how men in their forties become school children when their boss is watching. Um, I got thrown under the bus today at work. And it was a silly little thing. There was no need for it. And by the way, just anyone who ever has the displeasure of working with me, there's going to be many of you. I, I get jobs a lot. Um, <laughs> not, there's, there's pl I fit very nicely under the bus. There's plenty of room for me. I just slide right through. So don't even try. <laughs> it, it takes no effort. <laughs> I, I slide right through. I pop up on the other side looking better than I did. So give it up. Um, <laughs> what are you your teacher's not watching you anymore. You're not getting graded on this. Why do you feel the need to one-up your coworkers? Wait, this, like, did you, there's just no independence when you were young, and now you still rely on that gratification? I don't understand it. I'm sick of it. See, I don't, I don't personally deal with that. Um, I can actually give a perfect example because I believe it was yesterday or the day before. I was sitting there working, and my friend, the guy who's the manager of the whole store, um, walks up to me, there's a customer behind me and he walks up to me and he goes, Hey, who did up these display of the apples? And I'm like, Oh, it's one of the guys, Mike. And he's like, Oh yeah. He goes, looks really good. I can tell you didn't do it. And he's just completely doing it just for, just to rid me. It was just like, you know, cause it's what we do. Yeah. And I just looked at him and went, ha ha. I said, I said, yeah, aren't you, aren't you funny? The, the lady behind me thought he was being serious, but she had this look on his face. So I looked over, I looked over, I heard, I go, Look at, go, look at the store manager, posturing, like a peacock, puffing his chest. Look at him, look at him go over there, right? So my buddy ends up puffing his chest out, like, you know, like, doing exactly what I said. And uh, we, we basically just sat there ribbed each other for the next, like, 35 seconds or so. So, yeah, I don't, I've never, I'm not that guy. Um, this is why I get fired from jobs. Because I, I'm not that guy that will just kiss ass to my boss because he shows up. No, and neither do I. Why. Um, no, I don't care I who you are. Always the company. be the guy who people want to make look bad. And I, I understand. I guess you're doing that my own. So <laughs> this guy is in a uh, sort of a leadership role that uh, is obviously very tenuous, and uh, I have much more experience than him in this line of work. He's a 21 year old kid. 
Um, oh. I've just got more experience. I walked in on day one and told him how to do things better, and he didn't like that. Um, but it wasn't to uh, make, make me look good. It was just to make things more efficient. That's, but now he's made it this personal mission to... Today he broke something and told me I had to fix it and made it sound very much like I it was my fault. Oh. And I went, oh, okay. Um, and I went over, and it clearly wasn't my fault. He had hit it with a forklift. And I was like... <laughs> Very blatantly, there's yellow paint stuck to it. I was a buddy. Um, I didn't strap that improperly. The straps are loose now because you hit it with your forklift. He's like, well, just I just told you to fix it, man. I I didn't say anything. I didn't say you did it. I just said, but in front of uh, Our Lady Peace, you made it seem like it was my fault. He's like, well, no, you're disrespecting it. No. Making it seem like it was my fault was the disrespect. This is the response. Ah, it's stupid. I hate, you know what, and this brings me to the actual point. I hate millennials. Millennials are bad people. And it's a stupid word. It is a stupid word because it, millennials actually covers like a 30-year gap. Yeah, and they're, and, and they're just, it, it, it doesn't, it's not the, the progressive. You know, Douglas Copeland coined the term Gen X. And it was very appropriate to that particular generation. Yeah. And then Generation Y was a great retort to that. It was a very sarcastic response to what comes after Gen X. Um, it was very neat, the Gen Y. <laughs> uh, because they thought Gen X, you know, they were going to be even more doomed because Gen X was so uh, terrible. What could this possible? Then they then just why bother? You know, it was a yeah. great response. And then all of a sudden, millennial. I don't even know. Is this kids that were born in the year 2000, I guess, or kids that are... No. No, it, uh, it, 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 it starts with people born in the... Oh, oh God. People who graduated... I think it's people who were born in the in the late eighties, early nineties. I think the first official it's the people who were graduating high school in the year two thousand. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. There's still I don't, it, it, it changes all the time because any because you know, I um I had a really messed up experience when it came to doing the millennials in the sense from a, from a, somebody who is a little bit older than myself. Um when the next girlfriend was suing a uh, company that she worked for, um, uh, she was looking for a lawyer, and I found this guy, and he's got you know good reputation. He this is what he does, so I contacted him, and you know there's all types of text messages back and forth, like all everything was recorded. Basically, this is an open and shut case, is the definition of wrongful dismissal, um, and so I spoke to the guy over the phone, and I'm going through everything, and then he asked, I said, look, I'm calling representing somebody, and he says, well, you know who, and so I mentioned, and I, and he asked how old they were, and I said, oh, you know, she's, you know, in her 20s, yes, I'm not proud of this, but yes, I was in my 40s dating a 20-something-year-old. That's cool, um, It's, yeah, um, I, I, I still feel weird about it. Someone just came out with his 26-year younger girlfriend talking about it. Somebody cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's a, he's probably rich, so it makes it cool. Yeah, I, no, I'm not like an actor, uh, cool. like like a, uh, a Johnny Depp or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's well, not Johnny Depp, but one of those guys. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, so I mentioned this, and he goes, oh, well, she's a millennial. I'm like, okay. He says, yeah, no, I'm not taking the case. And I go, why? He says, well, because millennials whine and cry about everything. And I'm like, yeah, but you you have the facts. Like, if if this was me calling to say this is what happened to me, he would take the case. He goes, yeah, but you're not a millennial. So he wouldn't even take the case because of the reputation on millennials. Now, are you allowed to do that? I guess you are. There's no Hippocratic oath for lawyers, is there? No, they can choose to take any case they want to take for any reason, for the most part, as long as it's not based off of race, sex, or... I guess it's race and sex, really. Oh, I have to uh, show you this if I can look it up while we're talking. Yeah, I guess I didn't think of that, but you're you're uh, 
there's, there's no reason lawyers can't discriminate. Yeah, and I just, I just, I was blown away by this guy. So I'm just like, well, I said, I, I, I just, I, 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 you need to explain this to me. He goes, millennials. He goes, they're just their way. They, they expect to get everything handed to them. I'm like, she just wanted a job, man, and she did it for over a year. Like, she, she was good at what she did, and how they recognized for it, and then got fired for a BS thing of medical issues that the company knew about. Yeah. So it's, it's, the, it's the definition of wrongful dismissal. And he's like, no, no, she's a millennial, not taking the case. I couldn't, I was flabbergasted. Floored, even. That is very brutal. Very, very strange. I have to see if I can, um, yeah, that, that really sucks. Um, now, I, 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 I wouldn't go so far as to uh, not represent one in court where I'm a lawyer, but I, I can't say he's completely wrong. Well, no. I mean, like, as a blanket statement, sure, it's, it's kind of true, but still, when, when you have the facts in front of you, that's what I didn't get. Like, it's one thing for her to call up and be like, I got fired because I didn't show up my work. I didn't show up for work for a whole week, and they fired me for it. I want to sue them. You know, it's, it wasn't that. It was, I've been working full-time for over a year, and... You know, turn out to that to the done. I was really good, and I did this, and I set this up, and I did all this stuff, and I virtually ran the fucking store, and I did all these things, and then they fired me because my back was sore. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's yeah. pretty brutal. Yeah. Um. For the record, she sued them and won. So. Oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah, she went to another lawyer and sued them and won. So yeah. Uh. So, good on her for for getting the win that she needed. Yeah, I actually put this. I've been messing around on Match.com. <laughs> okay. And uh, what you said about your, uh, you know, race, religion, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I actually put this. This is actually on my Match.com profile. Male seeking female. I'm seeking without, uh, without regards to race, color, creed, religion, sex, national origin, ancestry, gender identity or expression, age, marital or domestic partner status, citizenship status, sexual orientation, disability, genetic information, military or veteran status, or any other characteristic. <laughs> you must be getting hit up by everybody then. I've, I've gotten some good response. <laughs> I actually I thought that was funny because I've done the online dating thing. I did. Uh, I I used uh, OK Cupid. Yeah. And uh, which I I mean for the record I actually had some pretty decent things. Um, I had this one woman that was very very strange. We were having a decent conversation. We we're getting along well, and she had. Uh, I was uh, I was in the process. I was still working for my previous job. Um, and at the knife company, I was still working for them. And I was just saying how I was dissatisfied with the job and I was going to be leaving. And she actually said, she goes, I'm sorry, I don't need, I, she goes, I'm just going to end this conversation and this, and end this whole thing. And I'm like, why is that? She goes, I don't need to be with a guy who makes excuses for life. Yeah, it's lovely. But I'm not, I, whatever, I don't, I be gone with you, you know. <laughs> on one of the phone lines, I I don't know if you've ever done the phone ones, but you have to leave a little message, and then they decide if they want to call you or not. No, I've never done that. Oh, yeah, you record a little voice profile of yourself, and then they listen to them and decide if they want to call you. And that's how it works. I actually, I had a great time with it. I got six really quality dates out of it. Um, the last of which has still hasn't called me, by the way. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I put as my, I was like, hi, my name is Friendship and see where it goes. <laughs> um, because every single woman on any one of these things always says she's looking for friendship and see where it goes. Uh, well, I'll solve that problem for you. I am Friendship and I will see where it goes. Uh, but yeah, the match.com, <laughs> it's funny because I'm not paying for it, so I can't actually check any of the profiles. You have to, that's a paid service. You can, it'll say, hey, someone's interested in you. Find out who. And when you click on it, it's like for $39.95 about a month. And you're like, no. So now I'll never know. Yeah, see, this is why I like OkCupid, because it's, you can do the paid thing, but you don't need to, because, I mean, aside from I'm trying to think, like, there's a couple of things that the paid for does that you don't really get it, but you don't really need it. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, I, I mean, think I actually have that one on my phone. I'll give it a try. That's good advice. And I don't know. I don't have to because four potential wives just walked by. Oh, my Lord. Um, <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> prison, prison ladies. My God, prison women. Uh, Iranian women. They're, they, they're falling into a certain category. They're very rare in the world. They are either the most beautiful women you'll ever lay eyes on, or they all look like Shrek. There's no middle uh, road uh, for Iranian women. And four of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life just walked by. Um, wow. I love this little sky train. I'm going to try to make this a permanent thing. When I do your bathtub idea, I'm going to do it right here at Stadium Sky Train Station, I think. <laughs> it'd be a good idea. I still, I still love the shower idea. I think it's going to be funny. really funny. And the staff, because Stadium is the uh, headquarters for the sky train, it's where their office is, and they're lost and found. They're getting quite used to me here. So. <laughs> they're getting to the point where they actually know you by name almost? No, no, none of them are that interested. They don't want it all. I think they like to keep it. You know, they're like they're like surgeons. They don't want to look at you as a person. Yeah, and it's harder to cut you open. I, I think SkyTrain staff are the same way. <laughs> it's harder to I'm deal with you sky train staff that want to cut you open that's really messed up no it's just they don't want to deal with you they don't want to think of you as a person it makes their job harder yeah no that makes sense when you're stuck on a train for 10 minutes because the doors won't open and you got <laughs> Seth Rogen barking in your ear the whole time <laughs> uh, you're not happy about this and I can see it being frustrating for the for the staff. I'm sure not all of them enjoy it by any means. And these are the people no. that they had to put on as liaisons between the police and their customer because the police were so scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is what I was talking about. I'm not sure if you were on the show or not, but they they had this the SkyTrain security that worked. No, you weren't on no. this. They they originally had SkyTrain security. Yeah. They were doing their job just fine, handing out tickets, whatever. For some reason, they felt the need to bring in the most expensive police force in the Western Hemisphere. Um, and they were so scary that they had to bring in a liaison to explain to the customers, but they never let go of the security guards. So now you got three people wandering around the station doing what one guy was doing just fine. Um, it makes no sense. No, it doesn't make sense. It's And it's why the... It costs so goddamn much, and nothing ever gets done. Uh, you got three people doing the job that the one guy was doing. And the yeah, SkyTrain cops, you never see SkyTrain cops. They're like the groundhog. They, you see them once a year, and then they disappear in the cold for six weeks. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh... Unless you're, you know, like, I, that 22nd Street, where women are getting raped and mugged every night, not a SkyTrain cop to be found. But 5.30 in the morning, when I'm going to catch my train and be late and I don't have the fare, well, then they're having their annual general meeting right in front of wherever I'm going every time. <laughs> that's it. That just figures. Anyway. Um, yeah. Where was I? I don't even remember what I was talking about anymore. Not sure either. We were uh, <laughs> SkyTrain Station. I like podcasting here. Hot women, right? Iranian women are hot. Millennials are Iranian stupid. Women. These are millennial Iranian women. Uh, millennials, stop being stupid. Quit whining. Your lives are good. Well, they don't think so. Um, you didn't have to. You know, I've never. I don't know what it's like today. I, I, I think it's quite a bit different than it was for us. But uh, you know, I was shunned. I was an outcast for two years because I couldn't afford Tommy Hilfiger jeans. Um, I don't think they go through that as much anymore. No, no, no. It's all about the individuality. And Nobody cares what you're wearing because uh, you, you just change it on your selfie before you send it anyway. Yeah. Or they have an app that changes it for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I've got, I've got one that'll change your whole everything. Change your outfit, make your muscles bigger, and uh, make it prettier before you send the picture. It's, uh, it's uh, my perfect selfie or something it's called. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, this is a real thing. I'm not even making that up. There's a bunch of them. You know, one of the apps that I downloaded once, I'm actually going to admit this on the way. This is, this is actually something. Oh, please do, because I'm an app addict. I, have, I download everything. <laughs> I, was, I was really bored and quite high, and I was left alone, and I was kind of thinking, hmm. And I don't know where I, 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 I came across it somehow, but basically it's, it's an app for taking the best dick pics. 
Oh, really? Now, for the record, because when I was when I was dating and I was doing the online dating thing, uh, the most common thing I was told every time I went on a date, most common thing I was told by a woman, I was, "Thanks for not sending a picture of my dick." Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, is it really that? She goes, "Oh my god, it's constant." She goes, "Like for every for every ten guys that that will message back, she goes, eight of them are sending dick pics, and then the other two are either married or." Um, or nothing ever filters editing. So, so right. it, the only guys that you'll talk to are the guys that send dicks. Yeah, the ones on the phone were the same way, um, except for the ones that requested it, which always freaked me out. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was, um, it, it's just funny because like it'll, it'll put like outfits on it and stuff. Yeah. So you can have a little picture, you have a picture of your dick and it'll have like a, like a cowboy outfit with a hat and everything. It's, and, it's, and guys it's pretending to be work. girls, stop that. There's, yeah, there's, there's, line, why? There's, there's, there's sites especially just for you. Stop messing yeah. with mine. Yeah. Sorry. I don't understand that. No, I, I, I agree with you. I One thing that I found was very strange was um, when it, just after I started on the dating site, because you, know, you put on it, are you interested in men or women? I'm, I'm interested in women. I put that on there. And I had a guy come up and mention, oh, God, this brings up another story. But um, I had this, this guy message me, and he's like, hey. And I'm like... Hey, and he goes, you know, um, you know, how's it going? We had like this very sort of brief conversation. Yeah, because they can lie. They can say they're women, they're straight women, and then you'll. No, he he was straight up a dude. Like he was. Yeah, he was very open about it. He would have to put to show up on you when you say you're looking for a straight women. He would have had yeah. to put himself as a straight woman to make that happen. I guess, but like when I looked at his profile, it said it was a guy, and he was gay. And he was just like looking all up, but I, just, I don't understand how it hooked up with Mike because I, oh, I wasn't I wasn't what I was looking for. It's just very strange, but he just somehow my name came up somewhere, and he just uh, he goes, "Yeah, I just thought that you're kind of cute, so I thought a message." And I'm like, "Well, I'm, you know, I appreciate that, and thanks for the compliment, but I'm I'm, I'm not into dudes in that way. I mean, if you want to go grab a coffee, sure, you know, I'll go hang out with you. I want to be friends, but I, I'm not into dating guys." He's like, "Well, are you sure?" I love yeah, that. I'm, I, I, I'm pretty sure. You know what I mean? 17, that's a valid question. At 40, I'm, I'm sure. Thanks. I, I figured it out at this stage of the game. Now, I did have one incident when I worked at House of Knives. Now, if this dude is listening, he, he's going to have a giggle about this. Uh, I was working at House of Knives, and this man came in, and I have like I got to admit, this man was gorgeous. He was the very definition of tall, dark, and handsome. He was absolutely Stunning to look at, chiseled features, dressed really well, the perfect hair. He was super down to earth, a really, really nice guy. And we had this really great interaction. Um, nothing about his body language said that he was gay. He wasn't like flamboyant about anything. Just a really, just a straight up dude. And we're having a great conversation, talking about kicking knives, we're going over the whole thing. We're having a great time. And he turns to me, he says, he goes, are you involved with anybody? I said, actually, I said, I have a girlfriend. I said, what? He says, oh, he says, you have a girlfriend? I'm like, yeah. He says, oh. He says, well, have you ever, you know, like, played for the other team? And I looked at him, I said, I said, are you gay? And he goes, you didn't notice? I'm like, no. I said, I had no idea. I said, I just did. didn't even dawn on me in the slightest. He goes, dude, look, I've been flirting with you for the past 10 minutes. I'm like, you have not. He's like, I have. I'm serious. I'm like, why the hell are you flirting with me? He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, look at you. You can have any man or woman that you could want. And you're looking at chubby, fat gourd sitting in a knife store. And you're thinking, hmm, man meat. And yeah. I said, I'm just floored by this. And he, and he, he loved my reaction. He, he just thought it was so great. He goes, well, let me ask you this. He goes, have you ever thought of, you know, of like, you know, having a gay relationship or anything like that. I said, well, look, every guy at some point in life has questioned, am I? Could I? Yeah. But, you know, I said, that, no, the, the, the thought would hit and, that, and as soon as I look, as soon as I look at another guy and I'm thinking, I don't think I could kiss this. I don't, no, I couldn't kiss this guy. I, I, I couldn't go through with the kissing of a guy. And if I can't kiss the person I'm interested in, well, then how it's just they're, they're a friend. Yeah, exactly. You know what's you funny? Know? I went through very, I, I, you know, there's full disclosure on this show, always has been. I went through a similar thing last year. Oh, no, I guess it's two years ago now. Where I was hanging out with a guy. And it just, you know, we were having a great time. And he was very, very gay and very pushy about it. And 
just for a brief period, I thought, you know, why the hell not? <laughs> we have a great time. Uh, you know, we, we, have, we like a lot of the same things. We have a good time going out. Like, this could be the perfect relationship. And then, no, same thing. Physically, I couldn't do it. Um, yeah. No offense you know, to anybody. If that's your thing, fucking get power to you. But I couldn't. And uh, well, that, that I'll even take that a step further because I always say, like, you know, when you're a guy and you're raised in a heterosexual world and surrounded by especially people our age, you know, and you're, and you're raised to be straight and, you know, making that plunge to actually kiss your first guy, that, that's got to be... Because, I mean, I know how nerve-wracking it is the first time I go to kiss a girl. I know oh, how nerve-wracking that is. It's so nerve-wracking. It doesn't matter how old you get, because even if you're really confident and stuff, when you go to kiss a girl, every girl likes to be kissed differently. Yes. And you might be the greatest kiss in the world to your ex, but you might be garbage to the next girl. You, you just don't know. Exactly. And they want you to make the first move every time. So, Which, uh, for the record, I never do. I, am, I, held, I hold the record for this. Every relationship I've been in, it was the the other girl making the move. Wow! I am oh yeah, I am I am I'm I'm oblivious to subtlety to the extreme definition. I can like I said, I had this this dude openly flirting with me, and I didn't even notice. Which is fantastic I, every time, by the way, uh, uh, fellas. I love getting hit on by the dudes. I do. I'm not going to reciprocate, but I love it. It's the best. <laughs> It's, I, I, I have to admit, it, it feels nice. I it's it's nice to know that I'm attracted to not just... Well, I'm attracted to everybody. That's and I, I have a, <laughs> I'm, I'm of the opinion that their standards are slightly higher. Um, yeah. And most of them are uh, well-kept. <laughs> um, you know, they, they, they tend to be well-kept people. Yeah, uh, for the you're most absolutely part. So right. For, for one of them to flirt with me makes me need to think, wow. You know, I must have something like any girl can hit on me. That's no big deal. But a gay guy hits on me, I'm like, hey, shit, I must look good today. Yeah. Yeah, so I was legit. I was blown away. And this guy was really being forward with me. Once once the cat was out of the bag, he was just being really forward. He's like, you know, okay, why if you, you ever decide. Him. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Everybody needs a little sometimes. <laughs> so this man is shopping, knife shopping with a cat in a bag. And <laughs> you... Sorry. Isn't that normal? <laughs> hey, I've got this cat in a bag. Where do you keep your knives? <laughs> you want to go out sometime? Uh, want to go out sometime? I'll we'll find a right cat. Yes, yeah, my friend. <laughs> Let's go slay some pussy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, it was a really, it was a funny experience. It was a real fun experience. And, I, 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 again, I love this guy's openness about the whole thing. It was a lot of fun. But the fact that he finished the conversation off with, if you ever do decide, please look me up. And I'm like, wow, like, he's legit, like, throwing himself out there to me. This is, yeah. It was incredible. And I just, I'm just, and all I could think of was that the hierarchy of looks. You're like a 10. You know, I'm, you know, if you look at my face, I'm, I'm, I'm not a bad looking guy. So, I mean, I can, I can say that because I'm somewhat conceited. Sure. You know, but, but neck down, I am not attractive neck down. I'm fine with that. I'm not being mean to myself. I'm not talking down about myself. I, I, I own mirrors, and I understand. I am not attracted from the neck down. But, um, hey, there's a lot of chubby chasers out there. There's got to be some gay chubby chasers. I would. I have to assume, and I, I guess I guess he was one of them. But yeah, I have was, a friend who's deadly serious. I always thought he was kidding, but he's deadly serious. That's his thing. He likes the biggest. He, like, as in guys or girls? Uh, he's a guy who likes girls. But, but he likes the he likes them big. See, I'm I'm impartial. Uh, I don't care if they're fat or thin. For the most part, I'm I'm into the I'm into the person. I'm into the mind. I'm into the heart. That's all I care about. I'm gonna interrupt real quick because it just got incredibly noisy where I am. Okay. Well, um, I'm just working on charging a uh, a power pack for myself. So if the phone dies, I will be back in 30 seconds. I just have to swap them over. Okay. Um, anyway, so you don't care? No, I don't. Uh, I'm. This is one thing I that I love about uh, my current girlfriend is because she, we initially met over the phone. Right. 
and um, I was okay. Fuck it, I'll tell the quick story. Um, I had dated this other girl, like I don't know, it was a couple of years before, a year before, something. I can't remember. It was a couple of years before this, and we again we had met over the phone. And I just, you know, she's a really nice girl. You know, we talked, everything else. We were technically a couple for 24 hours. I asked her out to be my girlfriend over the phone. We were a couple. And the next day, literally 24 hours to the moment, um, she said, no, I can't go through because we've never met. And then we met. And, well, it just, trust me when I say it, just, it never went anywhere from there. Right. Um, and... Um, <laughs> Uh, fast forward a couple of years later, I was uh, reconnected with this girl. We were talking, and her friend was in the background. And I said to this girl, I said, look, if you don't call me tomorrow by noon, I'm calling your friend. And um, she, the girl in the background, uh, yelled out her phone number so I'd have it, because she's just sort of playing wrong with it because it's funny. Right. But what was really messed up was that from the moment I heard her voice, something in me just... Like jump to attention. Yeah, actually, yeah, my last girlfriend the same thing because we met over the phone on one of those dating sites, and uh, mm. her voice just melted me. I was like, I got it. Yeah, it didn't matter what she looked like at that point. And then after yeah. after uh, four or five conversations, really good ones, it it genuinely didn't matter. I couldn't care less. Yeah. Um, but the weird thing was amazing. The weird thing with this one is now. Keep in mind, at this point in my life, I'm like, what, 18, 19 years old, I, um, I, I didn't believe in any form of, a, I still don't believe in any form of religion, but I didn't believe in any form of God, I didn't believe in spirituality, I didn't believe in a whole lot of stuff, I kind of believed in ghosts, but that's about as far as things went. Um, while she was in the background, her image appeared in my head, and I described her perfectly. Like That's I was cool. standing in front of her, and I described every detail about her: her height, her weight, her bra size, the, uh, every her eye color, everything about her. I described perfectly, and everybody was really freaked out about it. And the next day, at twelve oh one, I could not wait to talk to call this girl, and I was just hoping if, if the first girl calls me, I, I I'm, I'm up six feet because I really want to talk to this other girl. Oh God damn it! Uh, yeah. Um, just, so yeah, so like, what happened? I dropped the power pack and smashed it. Oh. Of course. Oh. I'm just going to check it out yeah. here. Yeah, so carry on. Okay. Um, so yeah, so at 12.01, I called the other girl, and we spent, we well, we spent the next 18 hours on the phone. Wow. And we just had a connection from moment one. It was incredible. It was uh, too intense for her at the time. I was so so into her. It was just, it was way too much for the age of 19. Yeah, Yeah, it was amazing. We took, we just couldn't get enough of conversation. And, uh, we still to this day have this unbelievable comfortability, though, when it comes to us talking, we can talk about any subject we can, you know, we can, it's just, it's nonstop. There's never a silence between us unless it's like a force. Yeah. Uh, very similar to what uh, Michelle and I had. Unfortunately, as you know, as well as, as anybody, uh, I have some issues with phones. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, very hard to maintain a long-distance relationship on a, solely based on phone calls when your goddamn phone doesn't work. Yeah, that's very true. That does make it very difficult. And that's her point that she's very fed up with the last time we talked anyway. That's and, uh, frustrating. You know, in, in all fairness, I, I replaced my phone twice solely for her. Like, at, at a time when I definitely couldn't afford it. So, uh... You yeah. the effort. Still... I'm making the effort. Anyway, kids at home, I haven't included you yet. Uh, tell us your epic dating story. Uh, tell us your gay guy hitting on you story. I'd love to hear it. Uh, <laughs> go over to anchor.fm. See the Eric Brennan. Is it just me, Paige? And leave your voice, uh, if, you're, if you want, to tell your story of when a gay guy hit on you. We'd love to hear it. Or a girls. Tell them when, when a gay girl hit on you. Oh, oh no, it. anything. It doesn't, have to, yeah. it doesn't even have to be a gay story. Anyone wants a flirty hit-on story or a great long-distance relationship story, anything we talk about on the show, 
if that's if if leaving your voice message is a little too personal for you, you can always send us an email at uh, it's not just me six at gmail dot com. Uh, sorry, just gotta throw that in there every once in a while, Gord. Absolutely, got it. You gotta plug it. I want people on the show that aren't just you and me, because <laughs> when that happens, it tends to be very exciting. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Jake, my God, man, keep sending us messages. Come on now, we haven't heard from you for me in a bit. Yeah, Jake, uh, I believe Jake might be traveling. That's no excuse. That means he has even more time. Come on, buddy. I've been, I've been following him while well, you've seen him on Facebook, too. Because I, I, I know when we see mutual friends. What the hell? Are you on a, are you on a train? I am on a train. That is incredibly loud. Wow. Yes, it Usually is. Usually it's not that loud. It's pretty bad. Um, did it, you want to break? I, I think that might be a good idea because I am having a bit of a difficult time hearing you, and it sounds like you're outside the train riding the back of it. And I can barely hear a word you're saying. So we'll break for a minute. I'll play a song right now. Maybe I'll throw that song in right now for you. Perfect. And uh, I'll throw any song on. I'll figure something out, and I'll call you back in five minutes. Sounds good. All right. Bye. And that's us saying goodbye to Gord in Milton, Ontario with uh, some great dating conversations. See, I, I had nothing planned for tonight. I knew Gord would pull through with something. So uh, while we take a little break to fix our technical difficulties here, here's a song for Gord. Maybe just the instrumental version. I'm not sure yet. But Gord, this is for you, buddy. I got nothing to lose. You can win against me. I got nothing. 